Welcome. It is I, your resident hall ghoul, gracing you with my presence. Do not be alarmed. I'm just making sure that you all behave while you're spending time in my theatre. If anyone has snuck in any snacks, please do not leave your rubbish behind or there will be consequences. I can see you and I am watching. Yes, you. Today's musical is brought to you by the Cambridge University Light Entertainment Society. You might have noticed a donation link for the wonderful charity they are supporting this term in the description as you walked into the auditorium. If not, please do reroute there at the end of the performance. Remember, I am watching. Today you'll be enjoying the ghoul of the music hall. No, no not in that way. What kind of an establishment do you think I run here? That is the title of the play. That is that is all that is happening here. Is is that is that clear? Right. So, sit back, relax, and watch out for falling chandeliers. Sold. Your number, sir. Sixty-nine. Haha, <laughs> noise. Thank you. Lot 664 then, a strange two-pronged instrument. Its use, unknown. Showing here. <laughs> Got one or two of those in my sock drawer. Do I have two pounds for this? One then. Five shillings. I've always been one for a cheap thrill. Ah, <sighs> uh, sold. To the depraved man. Lot 665, an antique ceramic mango found in the cellars of the theatre. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I do not know what to tell you about this one. It, it, it just is. Showing here. May I commence at five pounds? Twenty pounds. <gasps> oh my God. It's a mask. Why would you want to pay £20 for a ceramic mango? I am very passionate about the artistry of ceramic fruit. But this is a mango, not a passion fruit. Y yes, I am aware it is a mango. Uh, a ceramic mango, not a real mango. Y yes, indeed, a ceramic mango. Can everyone please stop saying mango? Are you quite sure, Mask? I am sure. Think of the commission you will receive. Oh, very well. Sold. Lot 666 then, some of you may recall the strange affair of the ghoul of the music hall. A mystery never fully explained. Hang on, I thought it was a vampire, not a ghoul. Like I said, it was a mystery never fully explained. We are told that this is the very steam-powered organ which features in the famous tale, its foreboding and thunderous notes playing into the dead of night, cursing whoever heard it. Starting at ten pounds. How are we supposed to bid for it when we have no idea how it plays? Can we hear it? What? Because? No thanks. It's just a story. Anyone with half a brain knows that 
is not actually cursed. I'm afraid, my good sirs, we have no one here who knows how to play. Perhaps I could be of assistance. I used to play in my days before the circus. And who would the magnificent mask be if they didn't give their adoring audience a performance to remember? Lot 666, the ghouls... Vampires. The ghouls and or vampires organ. Perhaps we may frighten away the ghost of all those years ago with a little music. Showing here. Mr. Radford, I hear business is positively booming. Every time I go to a luncheon, a ball, oh, and of course, my bustles and books club, all I hear anyone talking about is Radford's robotics. Everyone is going mad for your musical automatons. I was saying to Mrs. Hartley just yesterday how brilliant it is that we can have quality entertainment like that in our own homes whenever we like, and no need to pay a minstrel a wage. <laughs> you know how I like to look after my pennies, Mr. Radford. It's utter genius, not to mention money saved on opera tickets. Now the other Mrs. Hartley is finally able to build Hartley Hall in Hampshire. She has promised me the most lovely garden and greenhouses. Q will not hold a candle to my Hartley Hall hedges. We shall have the finest bushes in all of southern England. Oh, dear wife, you do exaggerate. It'll be a small affair. A little country getaway, only 2,000 acres or so. Oh, how sweet! It's lovely to have a little play every once in a while. Pretend you're a forlorn peasant with only your beloved by your side. It is such nanty-narking. In fact, Mr. Williams fancies himself quite the thespian. I will take on the role of the chambermaid, but alas, I have been so clumsy and spilt something that Mr. Williams will tell me how naughty I've been. <coughs> yes, Elizabeth, dear. I'm sure they get the gist. Say, Mr. Radford, why don't you bring in one of your automatons and give us a bit of a show, eh? Before I finish all your snuff and whiskey and go completely up the pole. Oh, what a splendid idea! Of course. Only the best for my most esteemed guests. Everett, my boy, help your old man bring them in. Yes, father. Behold, my latest models. Oh. I was sitting by the 
cast her amber eyes over me. Oh, the angels did seem so wonderfully. I've never been so lucky in love. And boy, once that girl leads above me. But you don't get nothing unless you try. So I walked up to her and I said hi. She told me her name was Margot. To dance and go with the flow. So I asked if she'd like to join me sometime for a turn about the floor and a glass of wine. I believe by my pocket watch that piece lasted a whole 30 seconds longer than the last model. Put me down for another three. They'll look absolutely heavenly at Hartley Wool. The improvement is actually Everett's doing. The other Mrs. Hartley, I tell you, he's quite the dizzy. With my retirement inching ever closer, I couldn't be leaving the company in safer hands. I'm currently working on a model that requires no winding up at all. That way, you need not worry about constantly restarting them. Oh, that's no worry for us, Everett. We just have good old Geoffrey to do it for us, don't we, darling? Yes, dear. What else are the help for but winding up? But that is quite extraordinary, Everett boy. You've got a good one here, Mr. Radford. Soon we won't need musicians at all. Good. I don't trust musicians. A bunch of lazy larks. And don't get me started on music hall. Harlots, the lot of them. Oh, I agree. In our day, a glimpse of stocky was looked upon as something shocking. But now, anything goes. What I can't fathom is why I'm expected to pay to hear someone sing. It is a hobby, not a profession. I sang for my dear old papa by the piano every evening, and you didn't catch me charging. Ludicrous. Well, when the theatre's closed, they can all retrain and do something more essential. Perhaps you could employ them as engineers, eh, Mr. Radford? What an inspired idea! I say, what on earth is that racket? Not to insult your beautifully newly renovated clock tower home, Mr. Radford, but it isn't... Now, how do I put this politely? Haunted, is it? Oh, ghosts. I cannot be doing with ghosts. They say that the Magpie Music Hall on Abingdon Road... Den of iniquity, the one I have to walk past to get to Miss Tabitha's titillating tea room, is haunted. I can feel the cold claws of death whenever I go by. At night, you can hear the abominations the creature creates on the organ, 
An insult to such a sacred instrument? That so-called Holgoo? I thought it was supposed to be a vampire, not a ghost. Oh, I've heard about this. The ghouls started haunting the theatre years back, then a few months ago. A mysterious vampire starts ruthlessly killing innocent people. But here's the stinger. All the victims have been found in the vicinity of the Magpie Music Hall, so people are saying they are, in fact, the same supernatural entity. It's quite the conspiracy. I bet people steering clear of the theatre is good for business, hey, Mr. Radford? <laughs> <laughs> Worry not, Mrs. Hartley. It is most likely one of their servants fanning about. Everett? Go and tell them to cease that awful noise before they're thrown out onto the streets. Yes, Father, at once. Thank you all for the lovely evening. I hope you'll continue to spread the word about my father's fabulous business. Well, I should be on my way, Mr. Radford. I've got to be up at the arse crack of dawn tomorrow. Walk, is it? Oh, God, no. I'm killing the canary. Well, to be more accurate, the fox. I'll be taking a carriage into the country for our jolly good old hunt. Such fun. But right in front of her, the handsome young prince was standing. He fixed his jet black eyes on her, so she lowered hers and saw that her fish's tail was gone and that she had the most attractive legs any young girl could have. But she was completely starkers. Eat too. What? That is what happens. You've read it a thousand times out loud. I should know. Yes, but you're ruining my dramatic reading. You know this is my favourite part. Well, yeah, it all goes downhill after that. I'm bored of this story. I'm bored of all the stories. You've read all the books in here multiple times. Can't we do something else? You could have asked more politely. There's no need to get all antsy. Uh, spidery? Thank you very much. I'm a proud mechanical arachnid. I'm sorry. Insulting. An ant. Do I need to remind you why this old clock tower doesn't have any real spiders? Hmm? Because you scare them all away. Too right. No one has dueled with me and survived. Avast ye! But don't you ever wish that you were a real spider, E2? Not just a mechanical one. That you weren't stuck up here and had other spider friends to talk to? No. Why would I want that? Actual spiders are ugh, furry. They have to eat flies. Not to mention, all it takes is one stamp of a boot and squish. Gone. Dead. Nope. Not the life for me, Miss Eight. I can tell you that. I'm pretty certain someone could stamp on you. No, they couldn't. I'm indestructible. Whatever you say. <sighs> I wish I could be real. I know, Eight. A human, not some silly automaton. Yes, you tell me every day, Eight. Not up here surrounded by clockwork, failed robotic experiments and strange inventions. No, I want something more. On my own in the attic, it's really not that bad. I have all the stories and all the scores of operators I could ever dream of. I should be happy, I should be satisfied, but all I 
ask it of you, yes. But not when we have guests downstairs. I thought I told you to stay in the wardrobe. Can't I just stay in the attic? I don't like the wardrobe very much. E2 has gotten rid of all the spiders, but there are still quite a lot of moths in there, and I've read everything you've given me, so it gets a bit boring. But what if someone were to come up here and see you? You're an unfinished model, a prototype. I made you E2 for the company get to come out when I'm here, or are you bored of me too? No, no, Everett, of course not. I could never tire of your company. Are you not happy with what I've provided for you? The existence I've given you? No, I'm happy with everything, I swear it. You need to stop this talk of going outside. You will, in time, when you're finished up to spec, but not now. You know I care about you. What if a rival company were to steal your design? Take you away from me? Is that what you want? No, I'm sorry. I, I promise I'll go back into the wardrobe. Didn't say now. I... I thought... Did I not just say that you could remain out when I am here, my love? Oh, of course you did. <laughs> my apologies. There's no need to apologise, my dear. Take my hand. I believe I had promised you a dance last I was here. Yes, <laughs> you did. I was hoping you hadn't forgotten. I could never. E2. Yes, sir. Would you be so kind as to accompany us? A waltz this time, I think. Of course, sir. Your painfully close flash and bone your hand in my hand where girls made of metal might belong so I'll stay here for you and sing my song it's so nice to finally be back home for a while as much as I love it, being part of a travelling circus can get rather tiresome. Mm -hmm. 
You can say that again. <sighs> Where did Cole say she was meeting us? Outside the music hall on Abingdon Road. The Magpie Place. Oh, Lord. She's not still set on that, is she? I'm afraid so. If you bothered to listen when I read out her letters, then you would know. Oh, sorry, Percy, my darling. You know that after a show, all I can focus on is a hot bath and a spot of absinthe? That sister of yours does go on. Her letters are lengthy enough to send a monk to sleep. And besides, if I knew everything she was up to, there'd be nothing to catch up on when we get back. I suppose I will just have to fill the time with everything we've been up to instead. I write back to her, Archer. She already knows everything we've been up to. <gasps> well, I hope you haven't told her everything, darling. It would be too shocking for her maiden eyes. <laughs> that is too much enthusiasm for so early in the morning. Welcome home! Gosh, how on earth did you manage a long journey in there with all that luggage? Do you really need that much? It looks awfully cramped in there. How are you even fitting in? One's belongings are very important when on the road. You need to make anywhere feel like home. And not to worry, Coles, I'm very flexible. Just ask good old Percy here. Archer! I mean from the trapeze, darling! Don't know what you were thinking of, you rogue. Driver, if you could be a gentleman and take our cases to 17A Cherry Tree Lane, that would be excellent. Thank you. If I could be a gentleman, I wouldn't be driving a bloody cab. Oh, I'm so happy you're back. Us too, Coles. Oh, watch the spectacles. You look so stupid in those tinted spectacles, Archer. The sun isn't even up today. So I'll just take those from you. Oi! Give those back! It is too bright! My eyes are positively melting in their sockets. Careful saying that out here. Everyone will think you're the vampire and there'll be an angry mob gathered in seconds. Stab a stick right through your cold, dead heart. Harsh? I think I look rather stylish. Hungover. Quite. What do you mean, the vampire? The music hall vampire. The one everyone thinks lives in the theater? I, I thought I told you, it's been all over the newspapers and father's been furious about it, what with me running off without a chaperone all the time. You said it was a ghoul who was terrorizing the theater in your letters. Well, some people have decided it's in fact a vampire and not a ghoul as previously thought. Others are undecided. Maybe it's both? No one knows, really, but it is jolly exciting. Right. Now load of old codswallop, if you ask me. Honestly, you are so gullible, Coles. Hey. Now, enough of talking in the middle of the street like a group of peasants. Who's up for a trip to the pub? I, I thought you said you were hungover? Ah, nothing some alcohol won't fix. Anyway, we can't go. Not yet. You're going to accompany me to my audition today. Ugh. For the love of... Coles, you've auditioned for that silly old music hall about 20 times. 26, actually. It's time to give up the ghost, old girl. <laughs> Get it? Ghost? <laughs> you aren't going to get anywhere. It's insanity. What Archer is trying to say... 
is that we think you're too good for that place. Perhaps you should try the opera. <laughs> Ow! Says the glittery Tarzan, you're in no place to judge the music hall. And no, I'm not going to give up. I've got a different battle plan this time. And what's that? You two. Us? I don't think that's a good idea. Archer can't sing for Toffee. You should hear it. It's like a cat that's been stepped on. Oi! I think you'll find I sound quite lovely. No, I'm not asking you to sing with me. I'm asking you to back me up. Excuse me? Be my bodyguards. Their awful resident singer has two lackeys following her around constantly, and the musical director never says no to her. So I thought, if I go in with backup, then how the turns will table. The tables will turn? Yes, that. Coles, dear, kindly take a look. We're not very intimidating. You've got muscles from all that circus stuff you do. Come on, help me out. Fine, we'll go in with you. But I don't think our presence will make much of a difference. Thank you. I spy, with my little photoreceptor, something beginning with... (gasps) C. Is it cloak by any chance? Yes. (laughs) You always guess so fast, E2. That's because we're in a wardrobe. Last time it was jacket, then the time before that it was coat. I've had enough of this. I'm getting out. Everett told us to stay in here. He has guests downstairs again, and we can't make any noise. What if we were discovered? Poor Everett would be so upset. No, he told you to stay in there, not me. I'm a free arachnid, and I can do what I like. I'm not following orders from some poxy guy with ridiculous sideburns. You mustn't talk about him like that. You are so ungrateful. He built us. So? We didn't ask to be built. We don't owe him peanuts. But... Ooh, eight. You need to come and see this. All sorts of people in the most wonderful costumes. You can't tempt me, E2. I'm staying exactly where I am. Have you no loyalty? They look like they're having so much fun. I wonder where they're off to. That doesn't concern us. But they're singing and dancing, Eight. Singing and dancing. Oh, E2, you rapscallion. Fine, I'll come out to look, but that is it. Then I'm going straight back in. Such a shame we can't hear them. If only the window was open. Okay, I'll crack it open, but that is the last of it. Come down to the circus, feast your eyes, the exotic and strange, a huge surprise. Carnival's clowns and candy thoughts Stay inside with a big A circus! That sounds like fun! I wish we could go! Oh well, back to the wardrobe. Wait, perhaps we could go? Don't be silly, of course we can't! I didn't mean we should actually go! Just imagine if you were kidnapped! You've changed your tune. I thought you didn't follow orders from some poxy guy with ridiculous sideburns. No, but think about how angry it would make Everett. You know I would never do anything to hurt Everett, E2. He's my world, but I have to see that circus. Just a quick peek. We'll be there and back before you know it. How are all those humans going to react to an automaton wandering about the streets? What if they didn't know I was an automaton? (sighs) 
And how are you going to manage to do that? I think being made of metal gives it away a bit. I... I could go in disguise. You spied it yourself. See, for cloak. It's got a hood big enough to cover my face. And you could stow away in the pocket. It's the perfect plan. But you promised Everett you'd stay in the wardrobe. You can't come out now. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. He's busy downstairs with his guests. We'll be back before you can say... Betrayal. Eat who? Fine. But... How will we get out of the window? There's some old bed linens in the corner. We could make a rope, just like in the storybooks. Think of it as an adventure. I read about them every day. It's time to have one of my own. Just have a little look and come straight back, right? Of course. Now come on, let's go. Have you ever seen anything more beautiful, E2? Those books of yours certainly do not do it justice, Miss Eight. Oi! Come back here! Stop! Thief! Ah. Oh, sorry! Ah, ouch! How are you still standing after an impact like that? Oh. You! Stop! Uh, it doesn't matter! Got to get going! Wait! You've dropped something! No! Don't pick up that box! It is full of- Bats! Why would anyone have a box full of bats? No time to answer, I'm afraid! And I'm gone in a cloud of smoke! I can see you running away. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Did you see where they went? They'll pay for setting our bats free. Took months to train them in acrobatics. Yes, over there. Thanks, miss. Oi, get back here. What's wrong, Gate? Look. What? Sherry Bourbon's Tent of Wonders? We still have a little time before we need to be back. Let's go and see. Why exactly? I'd much rather watch the fireworks. I won't be long. Hello and welcome to Sherry Bourbon's Ten to Wonders. Hello. And what are you looking for today, lass? I offer a wide range of divination services. Palm reading, tea reading, tarot reading, rune reading, crystal ball reading, lots of reading, really. Oh, way up, I almost forgot. The pendulum of great prophecies. I'm actually looking for some sort of witch, or a sorcerer, perhaps. Do you think you could point me in the right direction? What are you doing, eh? Shh, be quiet, E2. Oh, you won't find anyone like that down here, love. Oh, it's not that kind of show. Though I did do a course on sorcery, actually, down at Community Centre. It was very enlightening. Brilliant. Then perhaps you could help me. Come in then, lass. Sit down. I'll take your cloak for you. Oh! Not to be rude, but you're a robot, lass. Yes? Is that a problem? Well, I don't know if I'll be able to help you after all. All the spells I learnt are meant to be used on, well, humans. I didn't even know robots had come this far. One my god, now you have to wind it up till the cows come home to make it even sing a little ditty. Are you sure you're sentient? Or is this some sort of elaborate prank? If that's you, Jeremiah, you can kiss goodbye to your free crystal ball reading. No, this isn't a joke. That is precisely what I want. Um, sorry, love, I'm not following. I want you to make me human. Eight, 
Have you gone absolutely insane? Here's my cloak. Hey! don't want to be human, love. No, no, it comes with all sorts of rigmarole and complications. It's really not worth it. Perhaps I could get you something else. Something an automaton like yourself would desire. Um, maybe, uh, new parts? Yes, that's exactly what I want. New parts. Human parts. Hey, steady on, love. I don't think you've thought this through or processed it to whatever automatons do. No, you're better off as you are. I've wished for this ever since the day I was built, and you could help it come true. I'm willing to give you anything for payment. Payment? Well, yes. You must want something in return. That's what happens in all the books. Do I now? Perhaps, uh, <gasps> my voice. No, being human is punishment on its own, lass. There are problems that come with being human that can't just be fixed like you can with a robot. Me Auntie Lucy had arthritis absolutely riddled with it, she was. We used to call her the Tin Woman, the way she used to walk. The difference was, you couldn't oil her joints like you could if you made a metal. Not to mention all the emotional turmoil. I feel like I'd be cursing you. Look, there's nothing more I desire in the whole world. Every day I sit at the top of my clock tower, looking down on all the people and wanting to be one of them. The life of an automaton is lonely. Of course, I have E2, but they're not exactly a thriving community. Sorry. E2? Yes, me, down here. Think how mad everyone would be if you did this. You're his prototype for the new model. I was okay with sneaking out and having a bit of fun, but this is going too far. Everett is talented, E2. I was his eighth model, the first success. Now he's perfected it. I'm sure he can build a ninth. If I was human, he would be able to love me. I know that's what he wishes too. You hear how he talks to me. He calls me love. My mind is made up. Make me a human. Oh, fine, I've said me piece. You are one stubborn automaton. I'll try my best, but don't come crawling back to me if this all goes belly up. Now, where did I put my conjuring compendium for keen spellcasters? I've got a bad feeling about this. Ah, here it is. Right, first let's tackle the terms and conditions. Number one, do you accept the subscription to Lucifer's monthly waterfall? Um, as long as the publication doesn't insist on sending me spam mail, then I'll subscribe. Uh, no, it means... Uh, you know what, Chuck, no time to explain. You'll find out. Box ticked. Number two, unless the spell recipient meets the following requirements, the spell will not be permanent and they shall be turned to stone. Of course. I should have known there would be something like this. It happens in all the stories. What do I have to do then? <gasps> Complete an impossible task? Perhaps solve some sort of paradox or riddle? No. Kill a dragon? Or some other frightful beast? Who do you take me for? Will I need a true love's kiss? Oh, of course no. Oh, actually, now that I'm consulting the compendium, uh, yes, it seems you will, actually. Well, <laughs> that's completely fine. I won't even need the three whole days. Three days? Three days? Dear me, Dove, let's be realistic here. The compendium says you'll have a month. A month? I definitely won't need that long. All I'll have to do is go back to the clock tower. 
and Everett will surely kiss me. Whatever you say, love. Are you ready to sign? I'm ready. Thanks for coming to see the show, Coles. I'm sorry the audition didn't work out. How about a drink? We can have a little party back at the flat, distract you from that stupid old magpie music hall. I'll do a dramatic reading of some Byron poetry with my good old friend, Santiago, the sock puppet. That always makes you laugh. No thanks, Archer. I'm afraid I've rather got the morbs. I'm just going to go home, lie to father about where I've been again, then lie in bed for about seven days. Don't be a stranger. It would be a shame not to see you. Just don't let father know we're back. You know he wasn't keen on his firstborn running off to join the circus. I won't. Don't worry. See you soon, girls. This is ridiculous. Don't you start crying, Colette, or I will have words. I refuse to be defeated. Next time, I'll try something so different they'll be swept off their feet. Ouch! Gosh! That's the second time today. And... Ouch! That hurt this time. Well, that's new. I'm terribly sorry. I I wasn't looking where I was... Going. Either I bumped my head really hard, or you look like a ginger version of me. You're not seeing things. We could be twins. Except the hair, of course. We're not related, are we? What's your name? My name? It's Eight. I'm sorry. I don't think I heard you correctly. Eight? Oh, no, um, my name, uh, my name is Octavia. Octavia uh, Graves. Graves? That was my mother's maiden name. Oh, (laughs) really? What a coincidence. But it can't be a coincidence. She died when I was young, and my father doesn't talk about her, so I don't really know anything about that side of the family. Surely you must be a cousin. I'm Colette Thompson. It's so amazing to meet you. Pleasure. Uh, Are you quite all right? You look like you've been crying. Oh, it's nothing really. It's this audition for the music. Say, do you sing? Yes, I do actually. Must be in the family. Oh, this is perfect. It must be fate. What must be? I've been auditioning to be a singer at the Magpie Music Hall in Abingdon Road. You must know it. It's near here. But they keep rejecting me because they already have a resident singer. But if we were to go as a double act and as twins, we look so alike I'm sure we could schmooze it. They would see that we were special and accept us in an instant. How about it? Oh, well, that does sound very nice. But I've got someone waiting for me. In fact, uh, I was just on my way to see him. I'm sure he won't mind you pushing back your meeting a bit so we can rehearse. The second and final round of open auditions is tomorrow, you see. Well, uh, I do have a bit more time than I first thought. But I, I was hoping to be kissed and finally get my big happily ever after, you see. Oh, I see. This person you're going to meet is your Bob, and you think he's going to propose? Something like that. He loves me. Very much. If you were to sing at the music hall, that would swing romantic things in your favour. The posters might even have our faces on it. (gasps) The new stars. (laughs) Everyone loves a singer. He does like it when I sing for him. There you go. It's perfect. Come on, 
I know a place for us to rehearse. You won't regret it. Wow, <laughs> this is all so exciting, E2. Don't you think Everett will just love it? It'll be so much more romantic. E2? Where are you? Come on, then. Coming. Oh, E2, where have you got to? I hope you'll be okay, little spider. Here we are! Hold on! I'm coming! I'm coming! Oh! Hello, Coles! Change your mind about Santiago? Did... we... Bloody hell! I knew that extra glass was a mistake! I'm seeing double! Percy! Darling! I think I need to lie down! Stop being so dramatic! What? Once you both quite finished looking like a couple of codfish, I think the polite thing to do would be to let us in. This is Octavia. I ran into her at the circus. Quite literally. Her surname is Graves. I think she might be our cousin, Percy. Cousin? She looks the spitting image of you, Coles. Well, apart from the hair. Are you sure you weren't twins separated at birth? Both of you given half a medallion with a promise you'd meet again someday? Or, perhaps, she's your doppelganger, waiting until you fall asleep so she can murder you and take her place! Okay, I've definitely had too much booze. This is quite the shock. I'm sure Colette has told you we don't know anything about our mother's side. It's nice to know we have some surviving connection to her. Oh, pardon me, I'm being so rude. I'm Percy, Colette's older sister, and this is my wife, Archer. Hello. It's so lovely to meet you all. Come to join the party, then? No, actually, we've come here to practice. I thought you could help. Practice? Practice what? Colette told me all about the music hall auditions. We've decided to form a double act, as twins. Now, before you start groaning and moaning, I think we'd have a fighting chance. Have you heard her sing? Well, no. But I'm sure she's excellent. Come on, then. Give us a little something. Uh... No, no, no. That will not do. It's going to need a lot of work, but I'm sure we can rustle something up before tomorrow. I knew you were going to say... Wait. You're actually going to help? What are friends for? Stand up. Start with your confidence. You won't get nowhere unless you're dominant. Really, Archer? What? What she means to say is you need to stand up tall. Girl, you need more pizzazz if you want to be a musical. Take it from us. We fought through the struggle, but boy, was it worth the hustle. Mantras should do the trick. Oh, for goodness sake, Archer, that's not going to help. Don't question the showbiz master. Repeat after us. I am the best. I'm the best. And all the rest. All the rest. I'll show them all. I'll show them all. Queen of the music hall. Queen of the music hall. What's wrong with feeling? I am the best. Better than all the rest. I'll show them all.
Sixth of June on the Kules YouTube channel. We hope to see you there.